Warm greetings, everyone, from Melokent, the Marketing Society of Sri Aurobindo College. The true mark of a leader is the willingness to stick with a bold course of action, an unconventional business strategy, a unique product development roadmap, and a controversial marketing strategy. Even as the rest of the world wonders why you are not marching in step with the status quo. In other words, Real leaders are happy to zig while others zag. For the fifth episode of Melody Demystify, the very own podcast of Meloquent, I, Shreya Pujari, will be acting as the host alongside my fellow Gauri Mahendru, who will be the moderator for the same. Today, we have with us one such innovative head, that is Mr. Arjun Vete. Mr. Arjun, is a D2C founder and an investor. He went to Brown University in 2009 to acquire his undergrad degree in international relations and affairs alongside studying economics. His observations of yoga becoming a multi-billion dollar industry aroused his curiosity towards repackaged identity of Ayurvedic products for modern consumers. And that's when a promise to his grandfather shaped into Dr. Vedya's, a new age Ayurvedic product startup, which brought the traditional Indian Ayurvedic practices in a revamped manner to the young consumers. It has been recently acquired by R.P. Sanjeev Goenka Group, making it one of India's first D2C exits. He is also the first Ayurvedic entrepreneur to be featured in Forbes 30 Under 30 Asia, and Business World 40 Under 40 list. He has also been felicitated with Youth SMB of the Year and uh, at, from Amazon and the Retail Startup Award from the Retailers Association of India. With so many achievements filling up his head, it is very humble of you, sir, to join us today as we explore the intriguing topic of mentoring brands. We wholeheartedly welcome you, sir, to, to, our, to our today's episode and hope you have a wonderful time here. Now, I would like Gauri to take over from here. Thank you so much, Shreya. Sir, it is a pleasure hosting you here. Uh, Thank sir, you for we... having me. Oh, sir, we are honored. Sir, we know that the foundation of Dr. Vedas was based on a promise, but how was this promise executed in real life? This will be my first question to you. Yeah, no. So look, I, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more of background on my life um, and where this promise came from and then sort of what I ended up doing, right? So Vedya, my last name means Ayurvedic doctor, right? I come from a legacy of 150 years of Ayurveda in my family. My grandfather, great-grandfather and generations before were all Ayurvedic doctors. Uh, but the legacy of our business wasn't a business, right? My grandfather ran a clinic which his father ran before him. And um, he was a very successful Ayurvedic doctor in his clinic. He used to see 300, 350 patients a day in that clinic, had 12,000 patients riding to him by a post. So really, really successful clinic. Right? Now, my father wanted to build a consumer products brand out of my grandfather's legacy, but doctors and businessmen don't see eye to eye. So eventually, after one year of trying to work together, they went their own way. And my father started a jewelry and watch business, which is now my what, what I would say my family business. Uh, but I grew up with asthma, right? I grew up with juvenile bronchitis. I grew up with pumps, nebulizers, steroids, inhalers. Uh, and 
when i was 5 like most kids i went to play cricket but by age 7 my grandfather pulled me off the cricket field because there was too much dust on the cricket field and it was affecting my asthma so at 7 i was the only kid who was playing golf and squash right i used to go for those birthday parties and um, when i was young in the birthday parties they used to serve um coca cola and limka and fanta and chips and those kind of things now obviously that's not the norm any longer but at that time it was right um, and i was the only kid who could have it like i wasn't allowed to have coca cola i wasn't allowed to have fanta like, I, i don't think i tried fanta till i was like 14 15 years old right so all these things bothered me like i was the only kid who was playing golf and squash while like, all my friends were playing cricket and football so i got into ayurvedic treatment and 14 years later uh, i was cured of asthma when i was like 15 and a half years old by my grandfather's ayurvedic treatment and so i became a believer in the science more than just our family legacy right i went to the us did my undergrad there uh, and i didn't study biotechnology like my grandfather wanted me to but i went to the us i saw the move towards natural organic products i saw yoga being repackaged right with yoga mats yoga gyms yoga apparel um lululemon being a multi billion dollar industry in the us i started to think to myself like why should they have taken what was ours and repackaged and sold it back to us that doesn't make any sense right as indian sort of citizens as indian companies we need to carry that to the world so i came back to india with that thought i worked in private equity for 3 years um and at that time like there was a big change happening in ayurveda right um, indian consumers had changed i grew up in an india where i was gifted a japanese electronic sharpener for my 11th birthday from a store that only sold imported products um and i came back to an india where we were happy to consume quintessentially indian brands right so that was a big change um government change ministry of ayush was created hundreds of thousands of consumers like you uh, came back to ayurveda and started consuming ayurvedic products right so all of this was happening and unfortunately my grandfather passed um and so we had this rich legacy we had these formulations we had this macro supporting ayurveda and we also had my thought process of believing that ancient ayurveda and modern consumers there is a disconnect and there needs to be a bridge between ancient ayurveda and modern consumers modern. and that's how the conception of dr vedya's being new age ayurveda came about. uh yes sir, this is absolutely true like the last statement because mostly youngsters they don't believe in that old saying ki acha tum ajwain khalo aise khalo tum theek ho jaoge ya your problem will be cured they are like they tend to argue ki nahi this is all false we'll go to a doctor that is much better like i have personally seen many people doing this so i know so basically if not this business is like if not that promise or something else what would uh, what else would you have chosen i mean i always wanted to be a cricketer but i was never good enough at at playing cricket um so i i would have dreamed to be a cricketer but but i wasn't ever good enough that's amazing sir so what was your approach for marketing dr vedas what setbacks did you face during that time let's so look i think you said right like i i i i I was told to have Ajwain, and I didn't have it. Right, and that is the premise with which we launched the brand. Right, we said, look, Gauri may know that Chavan Prash is good for her, but Gauri hates that black, bitter, sticky, inconvenient paste every morning, and that's the problem I have to solve. Right, and so we said, New Age Ayurvedic products or Ayurveda for the 21st century consumer, and. Initially, look, Ayurveda is an industry categorized by stalwarts who have been in the business for hundreds of years, right? Tabar, Patanjali, Imami, Bedena, Zandu—all of these companies have been around for a really long time. So, how do you build that trust? Right? 
how do you make customers believe in you that is what we struggled with as a brand when we started on um, i think 150 years of legacy um thought leadership simple clean easy to understand communication and high quality effective new age products right so we're the first company in the world to launch chavan prash in a toffee because we realized that kids hate having that paste but chavan prash is good for them so how can we blend Blend in a format that kids will like, right? And and that's eventually what what became the strategy in the the thought process. But it takes a lot to get consumers exactly. consume something. If you put it on your body, okay, you can try it, right? But if you have to consume it, consume it every day. Really inherent trust in the brand. I think from that perspective, one fifty years of legacy really helped us. For sure, so you come from an era uh, where major technological changes happened. Like you saw e-commerce industry coming up at that time. So how did you felt that your brand will, you know, have a good image in that industry? Because e, when we still look at to the other side, e-commerce has as much as negative reviews as as positive reviews. You know, I think the first problem we were trying to solve was hey, like. what's the new age way to solve the ayurvedic problem right? we we thought it was products when we started right and then we went offline like most brands did in 2016 2017 failed miserably right like so i remember we had a launch event at taj lands and hotel in bombay we called like many distributors six of them agreed to buy our products we sold 10 lakhs worth of stock had 22 sales reps and 3 months later i got 9 lakhs worth of the 10 lakhs back right and for someone like me who was a good student who went to a good college got a good job out of college so like the biggest setback i had in my life right mm. but that forced us to pivot online because he said look in offline there are large brands they've been around for a really long time they know what they're doing there's no reason for people to want to buy me um and also don't have the funds to play that game against them. so online was a natural pivot and and uh, my wife actually who was my girlfriend at the time she was um at goldman in the uk and then she had come and worked in the founding team at nike um in 2014 she was the sort of first few folks there And he said, Arjun, something is happening here. So I convinced her to join me. Um, and I said, if we're doing online, you have to be on for the ride. Um, and you have a co-founder, right? So it was perfect to bring a co-founder on board because I was not great at anything. I was good at many things, but I was doing too many things. So I had to become great at a few things, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, really, after uh, she got convinced, but both the family said, you, you guys should get engaged before you start working together. You can't be dating and running a company together. So we got engaged. Um, and she joined the business in mid 2017, and, and that's when we started the online journey of Dr. Vedya's. Online was really interesting, right? Because 2017, 2018, like D2C wasn't a term. Today, everybody's talking about D2C. Talking about, I agree. Like, nobody talked about D2C. People said this is like a pipe. There was a fear about online. Ki nahi, online products are fake and stuff like that. So building trust in that time period, right? Like we were at one order every three days on our website in November 2017. And and sort of learning online, we learned Facebook marketing, Google marketing, Shopify, website tech, um, all of these things on our own SEO on our own for one year, and we scaled our business from one order every three days to fifty orders a day in November to, till November twenty eighteen. Right, and fifty orders a day today is not very exciting. Like anyone can do fifty orders a day, but that time, a single branded Ayurvedic product store doing fifty orders a big deal. um so i think that, that's how we sort of learned the online business we learned how it was to really interact with customers i did between tishan we did all customer service for the first year we used to pick up the phone and talk to customers right so understood their problems understood what kind of new products they wanted 
um, took in the insights, knew how to reach out to them for a reorder. All of those things really helped us understand what customers want and what they don't want. And I think once we got to 50 hours a day, right, we were far ahead of everybody else. And then from 50 hours a day, we were market leaders and we were just poised to grow. It would have taken great courage for you to, you know, shift such a huge brand to complete online and then failing and then coming back again. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the, the failure offline uh, like forced us to go online. And I think if, if there is one thing that I am really happy about, it's that we failed offline. Had we not failed offline, had we done reasonably okay, we would have stuck offline and never been able to do what we did online. This is so true, sir. So what mindset, according to you, proved to be the most fruitful one when it came to the success you achieved with your brand? One, just one. It was grit and resilience. Right? We failed a lot. And, you know, people don't understand how much failure entrepreneurs go through, right? Like, I know. even at 1,000 orders a day, 2,000 orders a day, 5,000 orders a day, we failed every day, right? And so, sort of, Reacting to those failures in the right way, positively, and standing up from those—that is the mindset of a founder, and that—that—that that, that I think is really what what got us going um, and and got us to where we we did eventually get. Sir, uh, you graduated from Brown University in 2013, right? So why was there a three years gap? Like, why didn't you just shift it directly to the business? You worked in El Catadin as an investor. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think, uh, I, I mean, I was 21 and a half years old when I came back from college, right? Um, and uh, I think uh, there was a lot for me to learn. And I think as an investor, I got a lot of exposure. Also, my grandfather was still alive, right? So he was running his clinic. It wasn't a business, but it was a clinic. Yeah. And I think him passing away and me remembering the promise I made him, that was a sort of step that had to happen in this journey. So basically, it was like, you need to start something, but you'll take some time to do it. And I think it's, it helps to get experience, right? Being a 21 and a half year old founder who has never seen a PNL in his life, I think, uh, would I worked for three that years? That answers my next question. That is my next question. That how do you feel those three years uh, worked as a good opportunity in the next uh, part of your life? Well, look, I got a lot of maturity. I, I met 150 different entrepreneurs across all consumer categories, food and beverage, car and bike, apparel, jewelry, watches, wines and spirits, um, cinemas across the board, right? And, and got so much exposure at that age and got to learn so much. So I think that was really interesting. It was for sure. So with the recent acquisition by the Goenka group, do you feel that there will be a dilution in your family's legacy? I hope not. I hope not. Um, I think there will be. They're the right people um, for, for uh, Dr. Vedyas. Look, I think Initially, when we partnered with them, we thought a lot about who we wanted to partner with because it's not just a business, it's a family legacy. And my name will still stay on that door, right? And will still stay on all those products. So we had to be sure who we are handing over the legacy to. Um, and I think we had a lot of conversations, a lot of meetings, a lot of deliberation before we chose our partner. So I'm pretty confident in them um, because I would have never let them invest in the business had I not been confident. So so I'm sure they'll do a great job with the, with the legacy. And look, I'm still a customer and a, a fan rooting for the success of Dr. Vedias at all points of time. True. The journey has been good from past two years. The acquisition was in June 2019, I guess. Uh, the first investment was in June 2019. The acquisition happened in March 2021. Oh, recently. So, did COVID affected your business? Like, it would have given a rise? Yeah, yeah. Very, very. 
steep rise. Look, we were market leaders, plus we were online, plus we were Ayurveda. Health and wellness got a huge boost, and we had tactical immunity products launched, immunity and hygiene, seven products launched through the lockdown between April and June 2020. So I think we were positively impacted, if you, if you can say that. Uh, but I think we were in the right place and, and took the right decisions at the right time. This is amazing, sir. So, would you give some tips about the India's DTC ecosystem? Because there are still people who are unaware of it. Uh, are there people who are unaware of it right now? Like my parents had never placed an order online uh, until April 2020. My dad has now placed 20 plus orders on Amazon. He goes on his Instagram feed, clicks on that quinoa pasta, buys it and then calls the customer service and says, I see your company is in Bombay. I am in Bombay. My son runs an online business, doesn't take more than three days to deliver to me. Why are you taking so long? So I think there's a fundamental change um, in the way people consume, the way people behave. And I think uh, people may not be as aware of D2C, but all of us are consuming online now. And right? there's been a fundamental change and shift in behavior. I think that's already happened. But for all those that don't, you need to uh, <laughs> sort of get out of that bubble and see what's happening around you because it's very difficult to run away from Mama and Boat and Wow and all of these brands. It's impossible to stay away from these guys. Maybe you will not interact with Dr. Vedias because we were not as big, but you definitely have seen Boat somewhere. This is true. So what drew your attention towards investing? Oh, uh, look, I think um, I, I, I was fortunate to be an investor straight out of college. I got a lot of exposure from there. Um, while we were running Dr. Vedias, we were not investing at all. Zero. Um, once we decided to exit the business, I think it's our responsibility, both my wife and I, um, to give back to the ecosystem um, and support the next generation. Our goal when we put the, exited the company was, let us empower the next 100 D2C brands, right? And through mentoring, advising, investing, teaching, we teach courses on D2C all the time. Um, every month we're teaching our playbook on D2C. I think that's the way for us to give back. Like we have had our outcome and at our age, we've had a reasonably large outcome. But now what can we do to help the next generation of people? Like when we were starting, there was nobody to tell us what to do, how to do SEO, what channel to use. All of, nobody knew that, right? Or nobody told us about that. So um, I think from that perspective, it was, uh, yeah, I think um, it's our way of giving back to the ecosystem. And, mm -hmm. um, the way you felt were not right in your part, you feel that for others, it shouldn't be this way. Yeah. And what are the three things one should look before, you know, start their career as investing or in do investing? Going to you. I'm not going to answer the investing part. I'm going to answer what are the three things a founder should do, right? Founders. Because I think I'm a founder first and investor second. True. One is like, uh, look, you have to accept failure with grit and resilience and get up and fight back. The second is, you can't do it alone. Young founders like me think that we can do every, thought that we could do everything on our own. I used to work 16 and a half hours a day and say, every piece of copy, I'll write it myself. Every packaging design, I'll okay it myself. But that allows you to sort of the company to grow at your pace, right? So you need to have a strong team to do it with you and you need to sort of let go of responsibility. And the last thing is, lot of young people believe that entrepreneurship is a side hustle. A side hustle can be a hobby or a lifestyle business. If you're really starting a startup, you really want it to scale, you got to be in it full, full time, right? So it's okay to not be an entrepreneur, but if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be in it full time. 
this is entrepreneur is basically your dream your heart if one tends to do it absolutely so, since you have been in this field from a long time your family has been in this field from a long time what changes you feel that there have been in the marketing sector in ayurveda yes sir in your field i i think uh, like I, i put a linkedin post about this um, in the middle of the lockdown uh, i was watching ndtv and i saw three back to back ayurvedic products ads one for a toothpaste one for a immunity booster and one for a pain relief oil never in my life have i watched tv and seen three back to back ayurvedic ads right so i think that's what's changing i think ayurveda is mainstream now it's come to the fore and and uh, you can't stay away from it this is so health thing after covid no one can stay away from it it has come back to every home in our country so you were very recently hired by world invest to lead the new venture strategy in india if i am not wrong so can you tell us something about that venture investing yeah so look i think uh, world invest is one of the world's largest private equity funds in consumer brands it's a belgium based company they've invested in vitamin water vita coco oatly lazada In India, they've backed brands like iconic brands like Sula, Viva, Epigamia, Purple, Wakefit, Byju's, and now Heads Up for Tails. Some of the most iconic brands in India. But the fund is large fund, right? And so um, the minimum ticket size in India was sort of hundred crores plus um, from the growth equity or private equity side. And so being someone who started as venture capital and then graduating private equity, the DNA was still backing consumer brands early. And so there's a new strategy in Vol Invest now called Vol Invest Ventures. Um, where i will be leading the investing into the early stage of consumer brands in india so it won't be very very early in the sense it will be a series a fund so we'll invest between 1 to 10 million dollars per company but the sweet spot would be per 3 4 million dollars per deal it will be restricted to those uh, said particular set of consumer brands only yeah so it's consumer brands consumer internet e-commerce platforms and enablers to e-commerce so it's slightly more than just consumer that's a wide range of platforms So, so these are the only questions. If Shreya has any questions, she can ask, or then we can continue further. Uh, no, Gordy, please you go ahead. Perfect. So we have a little rapid fire round. If you don't mind. Sure. So okay, I'll ask you the questions then. Early bird or night owl? Used to be night owl. Uh, now, unfortunately, it's become early bird after COVID. Used to be night owl though, for sure. This after COVID, this is the complete switch. Like after COVID, I've heard usually people being I have been a night out. Where to go? Strange. Where do you go? Stay late night. Even I don't know. I am a night out from past many years. <laughs> That has uh, been constant. Structure in life has changed a little bit. So, tea or coffee? None. I don't have tea or coffee. I only have water. Shabhi. Never will I have tea or coffee. From him. please zero zero tea or coffee consumption if you force me and take me to a coffee shop i'll have hot water or if you really force me i'll have green tea but i hate it i'm not interested in tea or coffee both are addictive i'm not interested in either so not even fanta no <laughs> no nothing nothing <laughs> zero water water only water never ever you got a craving to try it i'm just tried it few times isn't it a kid I've not had in my life, uh, but uh, no, regular basis, not even once a week. Oh God! Staying in or going out? 
used to be going out now it's staying in staying in <laughs> after you're married for 3 and 1/2 years it becomes staying in that is different way right? uh, beaches or mountains beaches for sure your favorite for holiday to uttarakhand recently in the oh. mountains beaches for sure your favorite destination uh in india it would be alibag uh we have a house there which which i've grown up going to um and and outside maldives hands down your favorite sport cricket no question you love watching cricket i love watching cricket i love playing cricket i love all sports by the way i love football um i am a huge football fan i'm a squash player um i, I like squash uh, and i'm a marathon runner also Run the half marathon in Bombay three times and and once in the US as well. Is there any sport left? <laughs> I don't think so. Sir has covered almost all of them. I will be starting again from. Yeah, I love sports. I'm huge IP. So how did you get time for like sports? How did you make out time for sport amidst your busy schedule? No, no. I I make time. You have to make time. Every Sunday I run. Yesterday I ran seven and a half kilometers. Usually I run ten kilometers on Sundays. So even after that COVID schedule of staying at home, actually, maybe running is critical. You have to run. <laughs> you should actually take tips from him. No tea, no coffee, yes, running. We are noting it down, sir. So you are giving us proper fitness vibe right? from Ayurveda to running. Mm-hmm. We are actually noting down a schedule for ourselves. Yeah, I, I consider myself a pretty active person. So. So uh, you are indeed. Yes, sir. In the week we are now kickboxing, uh, and and yeah, yeah, so pretty active. So swimming is left. Have you ever tried swimming? Swimming I have, but but uh, now because of COVID, it stopped. Yeah, it has. Okay. Movies or books? Movies, hundred percent, no question. Your comfort food? Pizza. Once a week, cheat meal on Sundays. <laughs> Before your event, I was like, I need pizza. <laughs> Best has been that there is one thing that sir has talked not from a health perspective and from once a week cheat meal otherwise I'm gluten free. Otherwise I'm gluten free and sugar free in the week. So you are legit giving us those fitness goals and we will reach my age to become like this. You have to reach my age to become like this. Now I'm twenty nine years old, so you have to reach my age to be like this. There's still time for us to reach at that point of time. So best thing about being an entrepreneur. the rush of creating do you ever feel that you would have been better if you did a job probably no chance i did a job and i'm happier being an entrepreneur so job or business it will always be business i think it's personal but i i i i became who i am today because of dr nadeem describe yourself in a hashtag Founder. Something more interesting. Oh. Uh, hashtag critical runner. Hashtag. Hashtag runner. No, I think uh, no, yeah, no runner is not enough. Look, I am super patriotic. I am super patriotic, so I would say uh, like hashtag proudly Indian. This is amazing. uh one advice you would give to your 16 year old self nothing no advice i'm a big fan of the journey whatever i did then was fine perfect the first thing you do after you wake up it's really bad to check my phone 
that i guess everything everyone do that go through all since i went to sleep and after i woke up like since i went to sleep yeah. and in, in the morning you are not a fan of book reading no so i don't read uh, i have a concentration problem um, i can't concentrate on something for too long so i don't read as many books as i watch documentaries your favorite documentary your favorite movie you probably you suggest something good to us my favorite documentary would be a sports documentary called the last dance on michael jordan's life unbelievable unbelievable it's a netflix documentary superb outstanding to date self the last dance your favorite movie my favorite movie there are many the prestige shawshank redemption remember the titans remember the titans sports movie superb uh what's your comfort uh, that's peter describe yourself in three words hashtag to kiya abhi kitne words karenge <laughs> just not hashtag hashtag is just a word simple three words founder uh sports lover and uh nice guy nice guy so i i had a debate once with one of my friends he said nice guys finish last so i told him no nice guys don't finish last uh and like my instagram bio before what it is right now was nice guys don't finish last oh so amazing did you prove them wrong i hope so i didn't finish last at least i hope i didn't ask him next time please from my side <laughs> uh so what about like how does the future look to you describe in one line i don't look at the future at all like people ask me where do you see yourself 5 years from now 5 years ago would i see myself here no chance um so i don't look for the future which fashion trend you did not get like it's useless according to you <laughs> there can be more <laughs> look i honestly cannot fathom how people are spending lakhs of rupees on sneakers doesn't i, I don't get like i like sneakers but lakhs of rupees i don't get on sneakers ghadi dala hai and all i don't understand that this is true my friends buy but i i, I, I don't, don't buy how does an ideal sunday looks like to you uh at home um eat some pizza watch the premier league like watch some football or running 10 kilometers or if india is playing a test match then watch the test match pretty much perfect so and sunday run sunday run critical 10 kilometers exactly so that marks the end of our rapid fire show it was amazing thank you so much before ending would you like to give one tip to our viewers stay hungry stay foolish <laughs> That's an interesting one. For sure, there'll be a lot of hell curious with this. It is truly uh, something to ponder upon. Like yeah. we will still be thinking about it. After we'll be day. thinking about this <laughs> event for sure. It used to be straight opposite the wall, straight opposite where I was sitting in my office was 
a picture of Steve Jobs and it said, "Stay hungry, stay foolish." Stay hungry, stay foolish. I'm gonna remember it every time. So that will be a motto for the for our society. We'll stay hungry and stay, stay foolish. foolish. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I think we are yeah I think we are done with the rapid fire round uh, so so on behalf of Melokent I would like to thank you sir for joining us today it indeed was a fun as well as an enlightening session for all of us your insights on mentoring brands is definitely something we should all look upon I am sure our listeners will be benefited with this as well uh so thank you so much sir for answering all our questions so patiently and in such an intricate manner and we truly had a lot of fun with you in the rapid fire round with this we uh, it's a wrap for our fifth episode of melody demystifying thank you everyone for joining us today <laughs>